Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Geek Vibes Nation Live Interview Presents. Um, Yeah, so I'm your host, Tia, and I have an amazing episode for you guys. Um, We are actually going to be talking to the creator of HBO Max's Love Life, Sam Boyd. Sam, you're with Tia? Hey, Tia. Sam, hi. How are you? This is Tia from Geek Vibes Nation. Thank you so much for taking a moment to speak with me today. Of course. Of course. Thanks for wanting to talk to me. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally took a chance when I reached out to you. Like, I hope he doesn't <laughs> think that I'm a crazy person. I just am a big fan of your show. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I, you know, I had seen some of the things you'd written about it. I really appreciate it. Excellent. Um, first of all, I just want to say congratulations, by the way. The series has gotten so much positivity thrown its way, so much so that they decided to speed up the release of the episodes. Originally, it was supposed Thank to be released yeah. by week. Yeah. So, I mean, how was it for you getting that news that they were deciding to speed up that process? Uh, I was really excited by it. I mean, I think it's it's the kind of show where – you know, because it's a half hour and I think, you know, because the episodes are so dense, um, we always felt like it was something that would be kind of best watched, not necessarily all in one go, but I think definitely at least in chunks, um, you know, that when you are only able to watch kind of one at a time, it's obviously fun, but, but you know, that I think especially the way that we're releasing them, we're now, you know, last Thursday we released four, five, and six together, which is kind of this little trilogy in the middle of the season and feels almost like its own complete story, um, you know, that we were able to release those together like a little movie, you know, and, and having released the first three, you know, before that, and, and that we'll release the, the last four in a couple of days is coming Thursday, you know, breaking it up into kind of little movie sized chunks like that um, was really fun. And, and we were just super excited when we heard, you know, obviously how much, um, how happy the network was with it and, and how much people seem to be responding to it, but also just that that would be the way people would get to see it. Yeah, when um, the first three episodes dropped, I watched them all, and when I knew that it was going <laughs> to be week by week, I was, a, I was a little disappointed because I felt like I, you know, I'm just the type of person I need more, so I was certainly right. happy that um, it got dropped uh, right. in these pairings, but... Yeah, no, as you yeah. said, the um, episodes four, five, and six were certainly its own little series there um, with Anna Kendrick at the forefront, who is absolutely amazing. So I would just love yeah. to know, what was the process of finding her? You know, did you originally think of her when you were writing the role of Darby? Kind of walk us through that. Yeah, um, so, you know, Anna's just un- unbelievable in the show. And and I think, you know, I'm so proud of the show in large part because of how amazing her performance is and because of what she did with the character. And, 
in terms of getting to work with her, it was it was just a really lucky thing that we were able to get her the script and she wanted to do it. You know, as far as thinking about her or anyone when I was writing, it's funny. I normally, <clears throat> I actually don't really picture actors um, when I'm writing, and I don't know. I mean, that might even just be because I'm early enough in my career that I don't, you know, I don't have access. So it's sort of like, you know, it would be pretty presumptuous for me to be like writing it for Anna Kendrick when I don't know her and I you know, made one movie and, and stuff like that. So I think I generally am just kind of trying to imagine the characters as I write, but then, you know, once I finished the pilot and people really responded to it and we were able to get it to her and, and she wanted to do it, it was a, it was a total no brainer. And she was just, you know, she was an incredible collaborator and really kind of instrumental in, in building the character and, and fleshing Darby out and, and sort of, you know, crafting that journey, um, you know, along with my co-showrunner, Bridget Bedard, who was amazing as well. And, and um, I just, you know, feel, feel lucky to have gotten to work with her. Yeah. And you can tell that she is just taking on this role really well. And she's presenting it in such a relatable fashion um, the series in general is so relatable to me, and as you said, Thank you are, you know, you're <laughs> you're early in your writing career. How, what was the inspiration for Love Life, and how did it end up on HBO's doorstep, essentially? Right. Yeah. You know, I. <clears throat> it's an idea that I had had for a little bit, and it actually even started as an idea for a book of short stories. Um, and I just thought it would be interesting that, you know, the first notion was this idea that it would be interesting to to do a character study about one person, but that it, the, the sort of building blocks of that character study were each of their relationships with someone else. And, um, you know, I've always really been interested in time um, as just kind of a source of conflict in storytelling. And I've always been really averse to plot contrivance. So I think especially with mm-hmm. relationship stories or romantic comedies, I'm always looking for new ways to, you know, tell stories that feel more like life but are still entertaining by, you know, being able to look at timing as, as one of the great kind of sources of conflict in, in especially our love lives, I think. And so I was really inspired by, <clears throat> you know, a lot of movies and, and we obviously shot this traditionally and, and you know, the fact that Anna's aging, but, you know, I was inspired by stuff that did that for real, whether it's, you know, Boyhood or the Before Sunrise movies or, um, you know, these uh, French movies from the 60s and 70s um, about a character named Antoine Doinel that started with The 400 Blows, you know, sort of series of of, of movies that explore one character over, over a long period of time and show the sort of different phases of, of their life. You know, that was always a, a really beautiful and, and interesting way of telling a story to me. So, um, so it just sort of started there and it started with, you know, this idea of, you know, I was saying it literally started as an idea for a book of short stories, but then it became an idea for a TV show that I wanted to feel like a book of short stories and like a story cycle that, you know, you could kind of give this literary sensibility and, and that it's one big story, but that it's also 10, 10 little stories. Um, so, yeah. And I can certainly feel that literary um, vibe to it as it goes pretty much essentially chapter by chapter. Personally, right. I love 
I loved Augie, and I also loved Bradley, but that's probably because I'm a huge Suit McNary fan, so I'm biased right. there. But hard, um, hard not to who, be. Yeah, exactly. Um, who has been your favorite so far, or have we not <laughs> seen that person yet? I know that's probably unfair to ask you. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know if I can I can play favorites. I feel like they're all they're all my children, so to speak. But um. But you know, I think what what's been interesting is is seeing you know as we've as, you know when we wrote the show you know you're 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 trying to make it all these different things and then you end up with a show and and I'm really happy with how different each of these you know relationships feels whether they're romantic or um, or not you know which are you know just to tease a little bit of kind of what's to come this week but I think. Um, you know, we, we just always were trying to make them feel as unique as possible. And, and my favorite thing always was the idea that people would have different favorites, you know, that you you can say you love Augie or you love Bradley uh, and someone else could love Danny Two Phones. And, you know, it's hard to imagine anybody having Magnus be their favorite. But, you know, I think I, think, um, I always was interested in not having a clear um, favorite and not having a clear you know, winner, because that's not what it was about to me. It was, it was more about Darby's journey and these different connections she has. And, and so we really wanted each of them to kind of stand on their own and, and, um, you know, be just as compelling and, and feel just as real as, as all the others. Right, exactly. So one character who I would say probably isn't my favorite is Magnus, um, just because right. of that, Ooh. That story with Magnus, um, that uh, was such a shocker to me because, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Love Life is this rom-com, it's light-hearted, and then suddenly we get this relationship with Magnus where at first he seems great, and then suddenly mm-hmm. it just <laughs> goes downhill. Um, and right. I really definitely wanted to talk to you about, you know, A, what was the process there, and also that final scene between them at the end of episode six, which was so, mm-hmm. took me out of my element, but done so well. So I, I would just love to talk Thank about you. that for a second. Yeah, of course. You know, I think in collaborating with the writer's room and, and with Anna and with, you know, Bridget Bedard, my co-showrunner, one of the things <clears throat> that emerged early on in the process was the idea of having one of the love interests evolve into someone who was pretty toxic and and scary and that we felt like even though this was you know sort of ostensibly a romantic comedy that we would be lying if we tried to tell a realistic story about all the people that someone's with across their 20s and that and that they were all just kind of you know hunky-dory you know that if they were all kind of as sweet as the Augie situation in the pilot or something like that 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 would be you know pretty flat and feel pretty you know, not real. Um, and so that was, that was a situation where I really kind of stepped back and because, you know, the way that I work, I love to be so collaborative. It was, you know, just sort of opening the conversation up and, and having, you know, Bridget and Anna and the writers in the writer's room, you know, all kind of come together with different experiences or different stories they'd heard and, and ways to kind of, you know, 
create this character so that it wouldn't be, you know, we didn't, we never wanted it to feel like an after school special. You know, we always still wanted it to be kind of entertaining, but I think one of the things I talked about with Anna from the beginning was the idea of the kind of, you know, the kind of guy who is so sort of um, judgmental of everybody and seems so volatile that when he likes you, it's sort of, you know, you can't believe it. And, and the shine of that light is kind of this, you know, entrancing, transfixing thing. And, and being able to, you know, I think we, we really wanted to try to tell a story where we could do what you're talking about, which is started in a place that seems okay or seems great and he seems fun and he's kind of this gregarious life of the party kind of, you know, New York guy. But that then that obviously has this B-side that, you know, is really different and, and, and gets pretty real. Um, and, you know, and using it all as this kind of movement towards something else we talked about in the writer's room a lot, which was building Darby up to a point where she could finally kind of harness her anger, you know, having established her as this character who I think sublimates a lot of her own desires and feelings and, and, is a little bit of a shapeshifter, you know, or a people pleaser mm -hmm. that we would be able to finally give her this moment where she could just, you know, sort of let that all out and, and everything that had been kind of built up and, and pent up over the course of the season could sort of uncoil in that, that final scene in episode six, um, you know, which, which also specifically was um, based on something that, that, that had happened to Bridget Bedard, to Bridget, my co-show mm -hmm. runner, um, down to the hot sauce and the single leg. And, oh, wow. and so, you know, and you hear a story like that and you're just like, that's gotta, gotta go on the show. Yeah. That's even more amazing. Um, knowing that you drew <laughs> such inspiration from real life. I, yeah. I love what you brought up there where she was more like Darby has kind of been a shapeshifter. We see her enjoying sports with Augie. We see her kind of getting right. into more of the socialite scene with Bradley. So this is right. really her kind of turning moment. So um, exactly. that, I'm just super excited to see where that goes. Um, I certainly hope that she yeah. falls through and left him. Um, but <laughs> I, one Another couple that I'd love to talk about briefly is, yeah, I mean, please. will will Jim and Sarah make up? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think it's it's funny because for me, on the surface, the show, you know, and, and this is intentional, but on the surface, the show starts with so many familiar elements because something that's interesting and fun for me as a writer is to pull the rug out from under those things and to deepen them. So, you know, on every level where I think definitely someone could watch the show and just roll their eyes and think, Oh, it's another rom-com in New York about a, you know, woman looking for love and <clears throat> that, you know, we are then able to push past that um, and, and deepen it and surprise people and, and, bring in other elements and tones and, and atmospheres and feelings. And by that same token, a very early idea with Jim and Sarah was to take them to a place people wouldn't expect. Because I think, especially in like television comedy, people expect those characters to not be real and to just kind of have the happy relationship the whole time so that they can always be the counterpoint to Darby's kind of you know, many different relationships, but 
being able to to build this story where Darby and Sarah are kind of two sides of the same coin and, you know, growing up and growing apart a little bit, which kind of comes to a head in some episodes that'll, that'll come out later this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, I guess, I guess I don't want to concretely answer your question just because I think it'll spoil it, but I do, <laughs> you know, I do, I do, I, it's funny, like I think on every level and this applies to Jim and Sarah, it applies to the end of the finale, like, you know, I've always been more interested in like the real ending or the right ending than the happy ending. Um, and I feel like so often, especially at this point in, you know, something like a romantic comedy, if you give people what they think they want, um, they'll realize that, you know, it's it's boring or they've seen it before. And, and so it's fun for us to kind of challenge ourselves to come up with new ways to you know, new places to take those stories and new ways to end them um, that hopefully will surprise the audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, honestly, as someone who is in a long-term relationship, I saw a lot of myself in Sarah and Jim's relationship, so I I just really liked them as a a whole. Um, You know... Thank you. We have... No problem. (laughs) Thank you. Um, We have four episodes coming out this week, and I know that yeah. you don't want to spoil anything, but I mean, what should audiences expect? What should they brace themselves for? <laughs> um, I guess, you know, it, it's it's silly to say, like, expect the unexpected or something, but I think the same way that probably a lot of, a lot of viewers were in no way prepared for where we took the Magnus storyline in, in episodes four, five, and six that came out last week, that episodes seven through 10 that come out this Thursday, you know, we are just continuing to hopefully push the boundaries and, and subvert expectations and subvert cliches and, and archetypes. Um, And so, you know, we'll see, I think we'll see different kinds of relationships. We'll see, um, you know, some people we've seen before, we'll see new people um, and, you know, we'll, 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 I think there's a lot in store that that people will really appreciate, but hopefully that they they won't see coming. Well, we definitely saw in the pilot episode that um, Darby is becomes pregnant at some point, so I am very interested right. in seeing how that <laughs> plays in. Um, yes. But I will I, I will say there is, so that... there is a there there is a payoff for that, but but I think by the same token, <laughs> there's a payoff for that that hopefully is not um, what people are expecting, you know. I love it. That I can't wait. Um, Sam, before I let you go, um, do you, so obviously this is an anthology series. Do you yeah. have any ideas in store for season two? Are you kind of taking your time thinking about it? Yeah, you know, we, um, we've been putting some ideas together for season two, but I think, you know, from, from the very first germ of this idea, as much as I was, as much as I was excited to look at a different relationship in every episode, I was just as excited to look at a different person every season. And so, if we're lucky enough to, you know, do a second season, let alone, you know, several seasons, I think the idea to me, <clears throat> you know, Darby's story in and of itself is something I'm very proud of. But the true potential of this series, I think, lies in its ability to reset and in our ability to pick up and 
follow someone else's life and and make that life you know make that life feel important too um and and to show viewers that you know all of our love lives are that important that that you know all of us can kind of you know go on a journey like this or have gone on a journey and 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 um and so as far as you know who the characters would be from season to season you know we would we would never want to tell the same story twice and i think we also are really interested in exploring as many facets of the human experience as possible and and having the characters be as different as possible from one another from season to season whether that's in terms of gender or you know sexual orientation or ethnicity um and so it definitely won't be you know i think what'll what'll be important to us is is keeping the things that people are comforted by and that people are used to from the first season you know carrying over um certain elements so that it still feels like the same show but but also the kind of the same way we are trying to surprise people within the season that you know the the people we will follow over the course of of um you know an eventual series if we're lucky enough to 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 do it more than once is you know just something that will will constantly kind of shift and and um you know subvert expectations and and surprise people and kind of show you know all the different ways that there are to love somebody and all the different you know kind of, you know as as many sort of life experiences and and romantic experiences as possible well, certainly, fingers crossed. I'm sitting here hoping for that. But um, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Sam. Thank you so much for again taking the moment to speak with me. Um, thank you for of creating course. Love Life. Um, and certainly, I hope that maybe one day we can get you back on here and talk about the final four episodes and any other projects that you have upcoming. Thanks, Tia. Yeah, I'd love to. And thanks for talking. No problem. Thanks, Sam. Awesome. All right, everyone, that was Sam Boyd. As uh, I'm sure you can tell, I feel, and I hope you feel, that was definitely worth the wait. Um, Sam brought up a lot of great points. I am super excited. As we mentioned, the final four episodes literally premiere in two days, and we get to find out, uh, you know, what's going on with Darby's pregnancy. Um, he alluded to this, and I think I saw a episode that, is going to center on Darby and Sarah's friendship, and that is super important because, as we know, love life is not just about romantic love. It is about all sorts of love, friendship love, which can be just as rewarding as romantic love, if not more, because your friends will always be there for you. But, no, seriously, everyone, make sure you check out Love Life this Thursday, and please give us a like subscribe. We as Geek Vibes Nation are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere and anywhere. Please engage with us and let us know what you think about love life and just have a fantastic rest of your day, guys. Bye!